Be'ezus Hashem Yizbarek, we will continue where we're learning the holy letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. We are learning this letter for quite some time and we're going deep into the essence of merely doing an activity that brings peace in the world. And then there's a way where you do an activity that the activity alone is filled with the inner service, the inner dimension of intelligence and compassion. Intelligence meaning Chachma Bina Das. Compassion meaning Chesed Gurit Feres. Intelligence meaning my mind, my brain. And compassion meaning my heart. And how when we show up entirely and do that kindness, that activity, that is a never-ending, everlasting tranquility. How just mere activity is peace, but showing up entirely is never-ending and everlasting. And we are spending a lot of this time going deep into compassion because we cannot just use the words and say, The inner service of tzedakah is a never-ending, everlasting tranquility forever. Those words mean so much more than meets the eye. And that's why we're explaining that avoid the work Obsessive work, inherent, full, when you show up fully body and soul, what does that look like? What does an obsession look like? What is inner service? What does that look like? And so for that, you have the world. Everyone knows what an addiction is. An addiction means that you see, hear, smell, touch, and taste the world through your addiction, which means that your whole heart defines everything by the addiction. So the workplace, you see your addiction. The plane, you see the addiction. Travel, wherever you are going, it's a means to explore to extrapolate, to get in touch with your addiction. And so there are times when you're on the way and there are times when you're fulfilling your addiction, your obsession. But you are permeated with your addiction. But over here, the Balatanya goes and he rectifies the whole idea of an addiction. Is an addiction healthy or unhealthy? 
What is the source of an addiction? What is the source of this idea? And for that, we are spending all this time to go deep into the essence of compassion. Because compassion on its own is a metaphor for the permeation of addiction. You see, an addiction, if you just enjoy something, you enjoy it, maisa, the activity of it. But you're not invested, you're not permeated by it. But an addiction, the whole life is permeated by the addiction. Why do so many of us, so many of us has habits and addictions that we cannot break out of? Where does this come from? Tremendous, tremendous question. People have all different types of codependency addiction, love addiction, substance addictions. A tremendous amount of habits and addictions. And is there a way we can make peace with all of these addictions? Is there a moment in time that we can heal all these addictions? And an addiction is an unhealthy obsession, an unhealthy permeation. And where is the source of that? And that's what the Holy Balatanya is explaining over here. There's something called avoidus hatsadaka. Avoidus hatsadaka means you're permeated with compassion. These words are used in negative, obsession, addiction. But the real word is permeation. Our heart is what unifies our intelligence with our body. Our heart, physical, on a physical level, it pumps blood. It is responsible for all the organs. The brain on some level is the intelligence of all of that. The instruction, the guidance, the direction. But the actuality, who's actually responsible for the activity of life, of bringing blood, fresh blood, and cleaning the blood, and Pumping the blood into all the organs. That's the heart. The heart is the organ that's permeated with life. Its permeation is beyond the brain because it's permeated with vitality. It's giving us our life force. And psychologically, Psychologically and spiritually, all of our problems start in the heart. That is the whole idea. To understand this in its essence, we can create artificial intelligence that's far beyond our intelligence. We create, we, we can achieve enormous feats on a physical intellectual level with science fiction with the ability of man to create computers that will create computers that will be guided by man that will that will meet feats of intelligence that far beyond 
anything we can imagine. But that is incomparable. There is no comparison even to the intelligence of the Torah. Because the intelligence of the Torah is in addition to the fact that it's God's mind, that it's God's intelligence. But God's intelligence, what does God want with his Torah? Rachmana libaboy. God wants the permeation of your heart. The borrowed terminology is the addiction of your heart. He wants you to be lovesick for life. He wants you to be obsessed with compassion. Because he wants you to touch the divine. He wants you to transcend your beastly nature, your personality. You understand there's so much problems in mental health. There's so many issues what we have in our epigenetics. There's so many problems and there's so many details and so much talk we can have in therapy. And all of that, we need the healing. We need to go through and understand ourselves better. And it's extremely important to have mental health and to not to hide these things and to get healing as much as possible, both physically and spiritually. If a person has a cold, he cannot say he will engage in compassion and the cold will go away. If a person has traumatic issues, cannot say that you will engage in compassion and will go away. That's possible that could happen. But that's not what we rely on. But the Torah has something enormously miraculous about it. Which is to hold the whole entire Torah on one foot is to understand that the purpose of life is compassion. Beyond all your purposes, beyond all your problems, ultimately speaking, it's all guiding you for one place and one place only. A place where you should have no problems at all. A place where even the struggle, even the darkness, even the trauma, even the past history of all the brokenness will have tremendous meaning when you touch compassion, when you understand that Rahman Aliba boy, that when you understand that God wants the recesses of the heart, because no artificial intelligence could create an empathy and a sensitivity, and a wakefulness. Do you understand the difference between an addiction, a codependent addiction, or a substance addiction, to being addicted to compassion? To being addicted to compassion means you're highly awake, you're extremely intuitive, you're sensitive to the humanity, the core of the soul of all of the world around you. You're highly in tune with the life force of everything around you. And you have transcended your pettiness. Do you understand that a person who makes their resolution, that compassion becomes their mission. They will see compassion in everything. They adopt the addiction of compassion. As time progresses, as the addiction grows, there's more harmony in your life. 
There's interconnectedness with everything and everybody. The pettiness of my own self-fulfillment starts to disintegrate. And I start putting soul over body. And I start putting unity over diversity. And I start putting selflessness over selfishness. And I start putting joy and bliss over one moment of pleasure. Because Rahman Aliba boy, because the Torah unleashes a core, a Rusa Daliba, a core infinity of your soul that makes peace between all diversity in your life and all your history and between people. And that is the secret of it all. The secret of our holy Torah is that there's no artificial intelligence, there's no intelligence, there's no technology, there's no business. There's nothing that you can imagine in this world that could cultivate and generate and create the Jewish heart. The Jewish heart is entirely up to us. Do you understand that this nation was born on this idea? Born on this idea. To understand the majesty of what the Balshemtev taught us. Like we explained who the Balshemtev was one moment in time in a previous reincarnation. To self, to do a selfless act, a good deed, and not to take credit for it. And then come down into this world and change humanity forever to teach us these secrets. Do you understand? Did you ever think about this idea? Who was Rus, the mother of Mashiach? The mother of Mashiach. She came from Moyav. Moyav was the daughter of Lloyd many generations earlier. 14, 15 generations earlier. Lloyd, who was from Haran, who gave his life for God, not because he was a perfect person, but because he was inspired by Abraham Avinu, self-sacrifice. And he was just inspired. He didn't transform himself, but he gave his life for God. And Lloyd marries his own daughter. And many, many years later, that spark comes out in Rus. And Rashi tells us that Rus and Naomi, they were tzaddikim. Where we usually don't fall, discuss, we usually don't Describe the woman as a tzaddik, but the Rashi says that when a tzaddik leaves the city, the city becomes empty. And who is it referring to? Rus and Naomi. To understand this in its enormity. When Rus showed up by the Jewish nation, she was the lowliest, insignificant, abhorrent person in the Jewish nation. There were people far beyond her in caliber. Physical caliber. There were people who far beyond her in prestige, in lineage, in yichus. But what Rus had, nobody in the Jewish nation had at that time, which was the purity of the heart, the sensitivity, the heart that God has been trying to create from the six days of creation. The perfect heart, the heart that will unify all paradoxes, the heart that will be so sensitive, so selfless, so in tune, the heart that doesn't matter if it's giving or getting, 
Because either way, it feels like it's giving to everybody around them. The heart that's unconcerned with retention, with accumulation. The heart that sees the thrill and the glamour of money and of receiving, but all wants it all so he can give it away. And that's why we explained in the past that Rus was the lowliest woman. She was a broken widow. She came from an abhorrent nation. She felt that she was born into the wrong religion. She felt ostracized. And she had a broken mother-in-law. And she said, my God is your God and my life is your life. Everything is yours and I'm going with you. In life and in death, I'm with you. And the holy Kabbalists tried to understand which moment was it of Rus's life. Which moment is it in the Megillus Rus that we, that we focus on in Matan Torah and Shuas? And the answer is every moment of her life was permeated with this. From when she was a little girl. She was lost. She was the compassion of Avraham Avinu that was lost in the nations. Because even the compassion of God has nothing to do with the nation. Rachmana Liba Boy, if you can go deep into the core of your heart and you can unleash the spark of God, then you have shown God and you have shown humanity, you have shown the world that you are made in God's image. And you could convert because inherently you are made in God's image. So you are the purpose. So conversion. It's just a revelation of who you truly are. And there are many people who are born Jewish, but their godly spark is asleep. But by Rus, her godly spark was fully alive. And Rus represented the Jewish people in its entirety. Because Rus, together with the Letter hey, backwards spells Torah, because Rus was the essence of the whole entire Torah, to take the most brute physicality and infuse it with the Liebe boy, with a real heart, not the obsessive heart, the addictive heart that's running after a pleasure. But the core of all addiction, where does that come from? It comes from the core of your heart. It comes from the core inside there is an infinity. That's so permeating if you unleash it, that will unite all paradoxes, all negativity in your world, that will bring such a harmony, such a tranquility, such a never-ending, everlasting unity, that will uni unite all darkness and light in your life, all past, all the future, all the present. And to be in touch with that for one moment in your life makes sense of all addictions. You understand addiction is a metaphor. It's that heart being trapped by what it was really meant for. But the beginning of man already, the Chet Tzadas was the beginning of that idea to corrupt the true addiction, which is permeation of my heart, which is Rahman Aliba Boy, which means to get in touch with the vitality of my heart, the real oxygen, not the oxygen that's only flowing through me, but the oxygen, which is that in every moment, Bechem Rabba Munasecha, like he says in letter Tezvav, Tezayan, that call every moment and every second, you need God's compassion. 
and to be in tune with that as much as possible, which triggers you and unleashes in you a compassion on everyone around you. And how do we get to that? It seems so far flung. It's much easier to go to therapy for 15 years, try to just make peace with my past, try to find fulfillment in some other external thing, or to realize that the obsession itself is the reward. You make a resolution that this will become my addiction. You make a resolution that compassion will become my mission. And then you will push yourself. And, and very differently than addiction on its own. Addiction on its own, the deeper you accumulate your addictions, the more it brings you into the abyss. But in compassion, it's the exact opposite. He says in this letter, When you push yourself to the limit of your obsession with compassion, you get so in tune with the soul of the world. You get so in tune with the core of your soul that when you hit it, when you are when you have touched when you have touched the permeation of compassion, then an intelligence, then a love, then an energy from God that's indescribable will overwhelm you. And you will see that the addiction is the reward. You will see that finally, by pushing yourself to the limit and pushing and pushing some more, at some point in your life, you will unleash a level of consciousness that you never knew possible. So with all addictions, the deeper your addiction goes, the further away you get, the more clogged your heart gets. The goal of compassionate permeation, passionate obsession and addiction is that not only the blood psychologically and spiritually should be pumping throughout your whole body, but that your blood should be pumping so vit vitally, so vit vitalistically, so compassionately that the core of your soul, the core of your heart will permeate all organs and unify all of them, both physically but also psychologically, meaning to say you will have goosebump energy from the spirituality of God, from the core of your soul. So all of your blood will not just carry a message of life, but will carry a message of the life force of all the life force, which is God, which means that you will have the real enlightenment. And that is the secret. That is something that this world cannot create on its own. And that is the secret of Rus, that God saw that our heart, she was living like that every moment of our life. And that's why she was chosen to be the mother of the Mashiach, because she was the beginning of the rectification. of the feminine, of the body, of the brute, addictive, heartfelt personality, which is to introduce into it a selflessness. And that's why Rus was not concerned with herself. She was concerned. She gave all of herself. She didn't want Boyas for herself. She didn't want Naomi for herself. She didn't want to come to the Jewish nation for herself. She just wanted it for kindness. She was just concerned with giving. When she was receiving, she felt that she was giving. And when she was giving, she felt that she was receiving. 
And when we, she received from Boaz that piece of bread, she told her mother-in-law the kindness that I did with him. Because if you're in a state of receiving, sometimes we need to make place for our spouse. Sometimes we need to make place for our children. Sometimes we need to make place for our community members. Sometimes we need to put ourselves entirely on the side. And we need to receive. And how can we do that? How can we let somebody else be right? And how can we let somebody else steal the show? And how can we let that? How can we be quiet? How can we let somebody who's being wrong? Or how can we let somebody else who feels unfulfilled or fulfill feels empty because they don't have place? How can I be a, a giver by receiving? Because if your life is about compassion, whatever you're meant to do at that time, you're always in a state of giving. So many times giving means receiving. Receiving a gift. Showing somebody you're ready to be humble on the receiving end. Being quiet when someone's angry. Compassion is not only about giving. It's about suffering with the other person. It's about taking and listening to them. First it comes from Busha, from Yira. First it comes from your left side where you're accepting what the other person is going through. You're identifying with it. You're receiving from them. Then you can give. To give through receiving or to receive through giving, which means to eliminate the giver and receiver, which means to create, leave a boy, to create the Jewish heart, which the Jewish heart will unite all the fragmentation where our bodies are separate. Every Jewish person is separate from his other. How do we unite all these organs? How are all my organs united like we learned yesterday about that unity? That is only united to the heart. My heart and your heart, when they fuse together, even though it's psychologically, even though it's emotionally, even though it's spiritually, even though it's soulfully. But when my heart, when we communicate, when I bring down my eyes and my nose through my mouth, which means I communicate my heart, my emotional intelligence to you, or when I lift up my heart and I realize that I'm here for you, then Rahman Aliba boy, then the Torah, then we unite. We're not having just, I gave you a hundred dollars, and we united for a moment. But where I listen to your situation, I listen to your suffering. We've eliminated the boundaries of this of this body. We didn't create a heart attack, which a heart attack is the clogment of these arteries. Which when I feel my addictions, when I'm going after my own selfish life, my heart will end up suffering. But to blast through all of my veins, to create a, a, a elasticity. A spiritual interconnectivity between all Jewish people can only happen if live a boy, if I'm highly in tune, highly insensitive. I can only make peace with all the trauma in my past, with the trauma of my childhood, with the epigenetics of Jewish history, with my own spouse, with my own siblings, with my own parents, with my own friends, with my own community, with my own poor man that I never even met before in my life. I could only make peace with all of that if I get in touch with the secret of the Holy Torah, which is Rahman Boy, to be highly sensitive, highly in tune with the other person. There will only be unity between the Jewish people through the heart because the heart transcends all type of technology and all types of intelligence because the heart transcends all physicality. There was one woman amongst hundreds of thousands of Jewish people, but Hashem saw her heart. 
The same thing was Dabra Melech. Dabra Melech was born to Yisha. Yisha was born to Ovid. Ovid was born to Rus. Dabra Melech was looked upon negative by all of his brothers. They looked much greater than him in lineage, in hierarchy, in looks. And Davra Melech looked like this obsessive Jinji, looked like this person who was, they thought he was a mamzer. But his heart was aflame, but he was humble. And when people accused him of stealing, because they wanted to shame him, and he had 20,000 enemies, he returned what wasn't, what he never stole. He was compassionate on everybody. He was compassionate on the sheep, on the animals. Highly in tune with all of the world. And God said, Melucha, kingship, wealth, I will give to you because you can unite, you could unite all the diversity in the physicality. It's worth it for me to give you the millions. It's worth it for me to make you king of the Jewish nation. Because who will unite the Jewish nation? Who will unite this woman of God? Who will take away the bipolar, the narcissism of this woman? The self-made woman. The woman of God. Who will, who will fix Chava and Adam? Who will bring God and the Jewish people back together? Will it happen through fragmentation? Through moodiness? Through hormone imbalance of this Jewish nation? From judgment? From over-amplification of my body? Or is it through the heart that unites, a healthy heart, that unites the intelligence of man? Isn't the whole point of the intelligence for the heart? Emotional intelligence. Is my brain my, my main thing or is my heart, which is my eyes and my nose? My heart and my eye, my heart and my nose is my heart of my intelligence. And the whole purpose of life is the heart. It's not the intelligence of man. Because intelligence of man, I could be blind. And God forbid somebody should be blind. Whole purpose is what I can give. And my heart and my brain is my eyes and my nose, which is the real true heart. Not the heart like the world thinks where I lust after and I run after. But it's the heart. It's the compassionate heart. What can I give to another person? I'm looking at you so I could judge you favorably, so I could give you, so I could see the good in you. And it's the heart. The limits chus. The rachman aliba boy. That every one of us, each one of us, most simple people, the Russes of the generation, whole generation of people that are very petty, very simple, but you have the ability of Rahman Ali you have the ability to unite this Jewish nation. Because one person can do it. One Rus, one Davra Melech, one Shloim Melech, 12 year old boy, and tells God, I don't know what I'm doing over here, but I want this kingdom because I want to listen to everybody. To listen to them, to give them. I don't need this wealth at all. I don't even want it. And like the Bashemtiv said, I don't want to be revealed into the world. Who are we going to choose? Somebody who wants all that money for himself. Or somebody who wants that money to give it away. Why does he want to give it away? Because he wants to unite all fractions of Judaism. He wants to eliminate hierarchy between all people. So we can all come together in unity. So we can all benefit from each other. And we can have the Shekhinah that should be Shruya Benenu. Which Shadaka is the ability to unleash the core of the Jewish heart. That's what we've been doing for 6,000 years. And that's what's going to usher in the Messianic Eretzia. It's our compassion. It's our kindness. And this is why we're talking about this non-stop. Every single day. Because this is the main avoid that like he says in Holy Letter number 9. You might think it's many other things. It's Torah and it's mitzvahs, but it's all compassion. 
All of Torah and all of mitzvahs is one thing like it says in Yerushalmi. It never says the word tzedakah. It only says the word mitzvah. Because mitzvah means tzedakah. Because the goal of life is God wants the heart because the heart will unite yourself. It will unite you and your spouse. Shalom bias. It will make your children have a real legacy. It will unite all of Jewish identity. It will permeate between people. When there will be one heart. And that is the essence of what he's trying to say in this parish. There's the activity, but then there's far more than that, which is the addiction, the obsession, the permeation with compassion. And to unite with that, to do that, will usher in the messianic era.